Are you looking for a space where you will learn to improve your mental strength, emotional health, and heal your insecurities from the inside out? Take the first step to living a more meaningful life with the Better Me with Body by Brie podcast. I'm your host, Brie. I'm a certified personal trainer, entrepreneur, and mother of three. I've helped empower thousands of women to take action through fitness, nutrition, meditation, personal development, and aligning thoughts with action. This podcast is for those who are ready to feel inspired and motivated to live a more purposeful life. Let's grow together. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Better Me with Body by Brie podcast. And I'm so excited because today I have a very special guest and I am honored that she decided to come and we're talking all about how to make your life a little less toxic. Her name is Shauna Holman and Shauna is all about creating a less toxic life, which a lot of people don't really know why you should even care or what the importance is. So she's going to educate us a little bit about that. Shauna, can you tell us a little bit about how you got started on this journey? Sure. Yeah. Thanks for having me. So I just would start out by saying that I did not incline to this naturally. This is something that kind of happened really organically and over just a variety of circumstances because I grew up an eighties and nineties kid, everything super conventional, you know, box Mac and cheese, the chef Boyardee in the can, all of that. And even going into my early, early adult years in college and everything, I ate fast food all the time. I used all the conventional products and I even remember telling a friend at one point that I love chemicals. This just is not how I, <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to believe awesome. that I said that, but this is just not how I grew up. But during the course of that time too, I developed a lot of symptoms and um, even some chronic illness. And it was about 2008 to 2013, I had some really horrible head pain that we never really quite figured out whether it was either sinus infections or migraines. I saw neurologists, ENTs, every kind of testing. I went through like every doctor in my plan. I had surgery, allergy tests, just everything and nothing was helping me. So I just kept following their protocol of it was for, for that it was usually either migraine medication or take antibiotics and steroids and just deal with it. So I everything. that's what exactly what it was. And in the beginning, I didn't know any different. And I just thought that's fine. I didn't, I didn't know why it was happening. I didn't even care. I just wanted it to go away. So I did the protocol and then it would go away and then it would come back. And then over the course of those five years, it just got more frequent and more severe to where the last of that, the five year period, that whole year I was in pain all day, every day. And it just varied in severity and I was taking the antibiotics over and over and over again still. And I would take breaks because oh, I just thought no. this isn't probably good to do all the time, but I didn't know any different either. But I would just get so miserable that I'd go back to the doctor, ask for help. And that is the only thing that they would tell me to do, no matter which doctor I saw. So this would happen again and again and again. And then at the very end of this five-year span, I was on antibiotics. I, got, I had a little hangnail on my thumb. And I was washing a dish and I felt it was infected. And so, and it, you know, you can feel like that's infected. Right, right. I cleaned it up really good. I covered it up really well. And I told my husband like, Hey, my thumb's throbbing. It feels infected, you know? So 
He's like, all right, let's sleep it off and see how you're doing in the morning. I wake up in the morning and my thumb doesn't really hurt anymore, but there's a tender place in my underarm. I thought that's kind of weird. And then a little later in the day when I was showering, I noticed that there was another tender spot right on my forearm and it kind of set off an alarm in my head. Like there was pain on my thumb, pain on my forearm, pain in my underarm. And to me, that was making a line right to my heart. So I'm thinking mm-hmm. infections going right to my heart. My mom's an RN. So I call her I'm like, what do I do? She's like, you need to go to urgent care. I'm like, I'm on antibiotics. It doesn't make sense. Try and make a long story a little bit shorter, but at urgent care, they gave me a shot of more antibiotics and said, yeah, it's a staph infection. It'll probably clear up with this, but if not, you'll just need to come back in. And I'm waiting for a prescription for him to come back in with uh, another prescription for me for to treat it topically too. And I look down on my arm and there's a whole line in my vein inflamed and red oh from gosh. about my elbow almost to my underarm. I show the doctor and he's like, yeah, this ought to take care of it. But I'm sending pictures to my mom and she's at work and I'm in line at the pharmacy now and I'm sending her pictures and she says, I just showed it to the doctor here. They said, if it gets any worse, you need to go to the emergency room. And I look down and my whole arm is a line from my thumb to my underarm. So end up at the emergency room, yada, yada, yada. (laughs) So scary. I was, the emergency room was packed. I thought I was going to be there forever. But once they triaged me, I saw I had tachycardia, did an EKG, I was severely, severely sick. So they got me back and I had, long story short, I had MRSA and sepsis and I was on IV antibiotics for a week, followed by 30 more days of antibiotics. And by this point, I'm like, your poor body. That like makes me cringe. I was horrible. I was so sick of being on antibiotics as it was. And now they have me on just the strongest antibiotics you can have, followed by another month of it. So I'm just desperate and I'm, I'm seeing the infectious disease doctors. I'm seeing my primary and like, I can't live like this anymore. What can I do differently? And they really had no answers for me. They just said nothing. So I'm asking, can I do food allergy testing? Like, what can we do? And he really just said, no, it can't be food. It's nothing. So I forced him to give me a food allergy panel anyway. It came back with no food allergies. I'm just miserable. So um, concurrently, my mom had been hearing about someone talking about inflammation and all these things they were talking about were symptoms that I'd been experiencing. So she told me, I'm like, I'll do anything, you know. So I ended up doing an elimination and provocation diet, took out some foods, and then within probably seven to 10 days, that migraine or whatever that I'd had for a year was gone. Oh my goodness. (laughs) For the first time. And along with it, many other symptoms I'd been experiencing, you know, the brain fog, my skin was clearing up, my hair hair felt better even within a couple of weeks, just so many things. I felt amazing. So I just went ahead with that, started reintroducing foods to see how I would react to them, started reading ingredient labels, and I just never looked back. Wow. What would you, my first thought is what did you cut out that made the most difference? I did gluten, soy, dairy, um, peanuts, corn, artificial sweeteners, and eggs, and then reintroduce the ones that could be beneficial to see how I react. I reacted to everything. I reacted to everything. Wow. <laughs> I was in such bad shape. Yeah, That's crazy. That's so amazing. Well, it's cool that you know what your body, a lot of people don't know what, how their body reacts and why. You know, like they just feel crappy and they feel like that's normal. So many moms that I've heard have said, oh, you know, mom brain or mom fog, like 
that's not normal. That's right. not how you should be feeling, you know, or yeah, I'm just always tired. I'm just tired. I'm just right. a mom. And I'm like, no, you shouldn't be feeling tired all the time. That's not a normal feeling. There's no. a reason why that's your body telling you that there's an issue or that it's not doing well with something. So right. a lot of people don't know where to start to figure that out, right? So yes. how did you start to figure that out? It was just the elimination diet or did you get because you said you did testing and it didn't actually tell you what was wrong. No, and that's what can happen a lot of times I've come to figure out. And I just to add to that too, I would say that I eating those things before, I really thought I felt great eating them. Like I said, I lived totally conventionally. I ate fast food all the time. And some of my friends would say, you know, like, I don't feel good after I eat that. And I would truly believe I felt great after eating it. I couldn't connect it. It was not until it was completely out of my life was my body able to kind of recalibrate so that when I reintroduced those things, then I got to experience the reaction more connected to it so I could figure out what they were. So I feel like that's a missing piece for a lot of people because when we're just living in it all the time, it's hard to recognize a reaction or even notice that one's there. Definitely. You're like, I don't, I'm not sure what it is exactly. I remember Mm -hmm. I was trying to get my hormones back and I was, it was suggested that I take a break from counting macros, take a break from like trying to diet and just eat you know, tons of fats, cut out all the refined sugars, all the refined carbs, which I already eat pretty healthy. Like I was like, I mean, I eat, you know, Greek yogurt, I eat eggs. I, you know, like you think you're eating so healthy. And then I ended up doing, trying whole 30 just for 30 days to like reset my body. And I felt like I was on caffeine pills. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, Oh my gosh, I've never had so much energy in my entire (laughs) life. It was the craziest thing. So I know exactly what you're talking about. That's that's really, really cool. So then tell me how you started. So Shauna has an Instagram and it's called A Little Less Toxic. And it is so helpful for people who are trying to slowly detoxify their lives. But it's not just food, right? Like you talk about everything. Tell me what else you talk about and how to detoxify. Yeah, well, really everything, because everything can have impact and not to be, I don't, I don't not like to scare anyone, but everything that comes into contact with us, whether it's what we're breathing, drinking, eating, using on our skin or around our homes, it all can contain things that can contribute to or exacerbate any kind of issues that we might be experiencing. So, For me personally, I just had to start chipping away at what I could and the things that were impacting me the most were the first to get overhauled. So I knew food was an issue. So anything that had those ingredients that I knew were causing me problems, they had to go. So I wasn't going to keep continue to eat like gluten when I knew it was giving me such a reaction. So that had to go. But the other things with the ingredients I wasn't quite sure about, it took me time to kind of learn and eliminate from my life. And I didn't just throw everything out. I started to, okay, once this bottle of ketchup runs out, I'm going to look for a better alternative. So I did that with one item at a time. And when I was first doing it, I spent a lot of time in the grocery store reading every ingredient label. And that takes a lot of time. But once I found some safe, trusted products, then I knew that one I'm going to keep, but this one I'm going to start working on. And I've just continued to do that over the years. It's been about seven and a half years that I've been doing this. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. I know that they've, 
made it a lot easier with Instagram accounts like yours um, where you can do uh, swaps. Like I didn't know that they made grain-free tortilla chips. And I was like, oh, these taste just as good. You yeah, know, and I, was yes. like, I didn't even realize like I could find so many substitutes or like cooking with almond flour. That was another one because I am trying to not cook with um, with like the refined white flour anymore. Yes. So I started cooking with almond flour and I was like, oh, these crepes are amazing. They're just as healthy. Yeah. Like I just made banana bread today with almond flour and it was and coconut oil and coconut milk and it was amazing. And so I think it can seem for me, I kept saying like everything in moderation, you know, like, which I still believe everything should be in moderation. But if it, if you're having a reaction to it, like you were, or, you know, it's making you tired, it's worth trying Mm -hmm. to slowly switch over. Cause I was pleasantly surprised how flavorful everything still was. And I wasn't really missing it. Like it really wasn't that big of a deal. Yes, totally. I agree. A lot of people would say like, gosh, what can you eat? And I would just start listing off. These are all the things I can. You're focusing on the seven that I'm avoiding right now, but there's a billion other things. And when you put them together, it's wonderful. Yeah. And you have really good recipes too on your Instagram. I, I love getting ideas from you. She has really good recipes. They're super flavorful. You wouldn't ever think, oh, I, you know, it's a a restriction by any means. Do you ever get overwhelmed thinking about how everything has toxins in it? How do you handle that? I really don't. I think because I know if I go there thinking, you know, everything has arsenic in it, for example. But if I really focus in on what everything has, I feel that it paralyzes me so that I don't feel like I have any choice or any control over it. And I... I feel more empowered when I think about what I can do. So I focus more on that. You know, I can't control everything around me and it wouldn't be wise for me to try. But the things that I can control and are within my power to do so, I I feel that it it encourages me to know that I have some choice in that. Yeah, Yeah, I, I agree with that. I feel like just when I'm making like little healthy swaps, like you said, the ketchup, trying to find ketchup that doesn't have the corn syrups and the added sugar. And I'm like, well, that's one less thing, you know, like I just have to look at it that way because I know that it can be super overwhelming. And also what would you say for people who are like, well, it's just too expensive to switch over? Well, I think both of those can kind of go together too, because I know a lot of times people think that if they can't do it all, then it doesn't even matter. But I don't think that that's true in any way. I think that we do what we can with what we're able and as it makes sense for us, and it makes a difference over time. So if you can't afford X, Y, or Z, there are some changes that you can make that might save you money, you know, like making my own beans from scratch for me, it's fun, it's beneficial, and it saves me money. So some of these swaps really can be more budget friendly. And then you can kind of then make it all balance out by saving money here, spending a little more there. And when you can't spend more, that's okay. It's the worst thing you can do is stress about it and become overwhelmed because I believe that's more toxic than any ingredient I'm going to ingest or put on or around my body. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I've noticed that like little swaps, like even, um, 
brands like Simple Truth that won't have any of the dyes and stuff in it, or they're they're about the same price. Like they're yes. really not that much more expensive. Or like buying Pirate Booty instead of Cheetos. You know, yes. like mm-hmm. I, my kids still love the Crunch, and they just they they don't. <laughs> I know this sounds bad. I'm like I don't give them the option. You know, yeah. like, it's like, this is what I buy. This is what we have to eat is we have pirate booty instead of Cheetos, you know, yes. or like it, instead of buying golden grams, like I found the Cascade Farms, uh, golden, it's like golden grams, but it's organic and it doesn't have all the crap in it. So anyway, I've noticed that there are easy swaps that your kids really won't notice. Yes. And, um, yeah, I've noticed a big difference in my kids' attitudes. Like just little things. Like if I buy popsicles, I don't ever buy popsicles with dye in them. I'm really mm-hmm. against the dyes. And if I my kids do have dye, they get really, really hyper. They have like almost an it, it's like they have ADD. Like they yes. get super hyper, angry, moody. It's it's almost instantly I can see it and it scares me. So I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not doing that anymore. And it's so easy to just choose not, you know, to just choose if you if you can just educate yourself on the dyes and, you know, all of that. So where would you suggest people educate themselves? How do they learn? Gosh, I mean, that really is like such a broad one because it, it can go all over the place, but it depends on what it is you're trying to investigate, you know, but really I feel like the first and best place is to just look at the actual package of whatever it is that you're buying or choosing and read the insert, read the ingredients, like read what's, what's going on in that product. And from there you can start to see what you're putting in or what you're putting on And if you want to do that, and we're not going to understand every single term on every single label ever, but starting to just become aware, I think is, is the first and best step. Right. Do your kids ever say anything or complain or like, how come we don't eat gushers or, you know, do they They, ever give you? They're still so little and they only really know this way when we're out at other places, you know, sometimes there's things that they want, but for like, well, for my son, for example, he has a strong gluten reaction too. And we've been able to kind of test that and see. So he understands now that makes my stomach do X, Y, and Z. So he knows that he needs to avoid it. And, but I don't know, I know it's going to get more challenging down the road as we're in more circumstances and experiences, but for now they're, they love it. That's awesome. That's amazing. What would you say is the the best, or, or I guess the, the number one, um, what am I trying to say? React, not reaction, positive thing that came from you, uh, switching over all of your, your toxins. Like tell me the symptoms that you felt that were positive. Uh, loss of the pain, like widespread pain. I have, um, migrating joint pain, migraines, inflammation galore, hair loss, better sleep, you know, all of these things. So brain fog lifted, better energy, less pain, more mobility, better mood, uh, better cognitive function on all around my health just improved. It's not perfect. And I still have flare ups of things, but it's nothing like it was at all. Wow. That's amazing. So thinking of all of that, I mean, that's worth it. That's worth not eating the gluten, you oh, know? Oh, yeah. 
oh, yeah. or the uh. sugar or the dairy. Like if that if that's how you feel, that's definitely worth it. That's so inspiring. So what would you tell someone who wants to start on this journey and they have no idea where to start? I think that because everyone's circumstances are so different, I feel like it's best to just start where you are and with what you know. And that might mean just start to become informed wherever that might be. There are different tools that you can use like EWG and things to start looking at ingredients and uncovering what they mean. And that might not What's look. EW? What is that? Environmental Working Group. They have a website. And if you go to EWG.com, you can input different products or even ingredient by ingredient if they don't have a product listed. And I've done that thousands of times. And you can just start to look at what is in a product or, like I said, take it apart ingredient by ingredient and then determine if you want to have those ingredients on your body, in your home, or around you. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah, so it's not perfect, start. but I think it's a great tool to use. Definitely. And I did start like little things like my lotion. I switched out, mm-hmm. you know, for like the non-fragrance or you can even do coconut oil, just little things like mm-hmm. that, uh, that will make a huge difference as well. So even beauty products, right? Yes. yes. I think the things that we use the most can have the most cumulative impact. So that might be food personal care products and cleaning products. So whichever of those, for me, it's always been whatever was wearing out or running out or needing replaced. That's when I started to look at what the replacement might might be. Instead of just trying to throw out everything in my pantry and everything in my bathroom and start all over, that's too much. And you're never going to be able to investigate all of those products or items. So just as one thing starts to run low, another thing I like to remind people to do is to give yourself some time before something's completely empty. Because in your haste, you're going to just grab the thing you're familiar with or whatever is on sale or whatever has Mm -hmm. a fancy label that makes it seem like it's a good product. And you're not going to be able to take the time to actually read the ingredients. So if you give yourself a little bit of a window before, let's say your deodorant runs out, start thinking, okay, what am I going to replace this with? Give yourself a few days or a few weeks or months or whatever you might need and figure out what is a better option. It doesn't have to be perfect because when that one starts to run out, then you can look again. And if you can't find something to replace it, you'll know you have something good that you feel good about using. That's amazing. On deodorant, what deodorant do you use? My top two favorites are Primally Pure and Just Ingredients, and I have not found anything to beat them, and I don't feel like I need to because they're so good. Oh, good. I Okay, so how? what would you say? Like, I have tried so many mm-hmm. um, natural deodorants, and I am either very, very sweaty, like taco pits really bad, <laughs> Or I stink so bad. Like I was at a concert with my friend. She's like, Brie, your deodorant is not working. I'm like, I know it's so bad. And I've gone through like 12 of like everybody's suggestive. And I'm like, I just have to live with the chemicals on deodorant because I just, I don't know. I was the same. I, I have more of a sweat issue than like the odor, I think. Although I yeah. can stink up a place. But so I I wanted something with antiperspirant. I was so afraid to let that go because I would just have pit patches galore. Exactly. It was horrible. But um, I, I think as I started to learn about why that might be problematic to block the pores under one of my biggest detox organs in my lymphatic system there I thought okay well maybe 
it's better to sweat than to plug that up. So I started trying some deodorants without antiperspirant nights. Some of them made me smell worse or I don't know what, I just hated them. But those two have worked really well for me and I do sweat, but it's not like I was. I feel like my body has really balanced itself a lot better because before I would just be, I would have, it'd be freezing cold and I would have sweat marks under my arms, but I don't have that anymore. And I think it's been a lot to do with me letting my body get more in balance over time with these changes. That's amazing. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Shauna. Was there anything else that you wanted to share before we went? Gosh, I don't know. I think that no matter who you are or what you're doing, what you have access to, you can make your life a little less toxic. And no matter what that looks like for you, I just want you to know you're doing a good work and it matters and it makes a difference and you're worth it. I love that. I love that so much. I think, like you said, focusing on the positive, what you can do, that helps empower you. And that helps you to feel good about the positive changes instead of see all the other things you still have to change. So focus on the one thing at a time. We can do this together, people. I'm excited. Yes. One foot (laughs) in front of the other. Yes. Thank you so much for joining me today, Sean. I was so excited. Her Instagram handle is a little Lex toxic and it's so informative. It's really helpful. So go check her out. Try some of her yummy recipes and let us know what you guys think. Thank you so much, Shauna. We'll talk to you later. Thank you, Bree. Bye. Bye. 